When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. What up? Welcome to the Joy Taylor Show. Thanks for joining us on a Saturday. It's been uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for the NFL being finished. There's a whole lot going on. Miss Joy Taylor. <laughs> if you're listening to the crosstalk. <laughs> Uh, thanks for joining us today. We've got a fun show lined up, a packed show, actually. Just found out uh, Jamal Crawford will be joining us later, so that's exciting. We're going to talk to Anita Marks, Sarah Kustak, and Jonathan Zaslow, my uh, former radio partner in Miami, who's also on the Heat radio broadcast. Uh, the Heat are sleepers. You know, just sitting at the top of the East. No big deal. We talked to Jimmy Butler yesterday on The Herd. Colin was out uh, on vacation. He'll be back. We'll be in full mode on Monday. But, um, yeah, so look, he don't mind being underdogs. Underdogs just at the top of the East. No big deal. It's fine. Just pay attention to Chicago. Everyone get excited about the Sixers. Listen, though, whew, I don't know if you watched that, uh, that Sixers game last night. Had some questions about how it all was, was going to look. James Harden looks pretty good. Looks pretty good, guys. <laughs> it's working pretty quickly. 
27 points, 12 assists, 8 rebounds, played 35 minutes. I guess that joke that they uh, dropped on the All-Star draft about him not being hurt now that he's traded. No, that's terrible, but... Um, look, he looks good. <laughs> so Sixers are going to be a problem if they continue that moving forward. And that's exciting. The NBA really didn't have a lot of great storylines through the first half of the season. Obviously, this was an incredible NFL season, so it was it was easy to get caught up in everything that was going on in the NFL. And in general, I mean, Colin was just talking about it. You know, in this business, we we have seasons. You know, the NFL is king, and if the NFL is in season, that's what we're mostly going to be talking about, unless, you know, there are some other big storylines going on throughout the NBA season and um, and obviously college football. But now we are out of the all-star break, which is essentially when things kick into gear. We, can, we have a better idea of who's really competitive and who is gaining momentum going into the NBA postseason. And that trade with the Sixers and Nets was a gift to the NBA because there, there really weren't a lot of good storylines. It was Harden not playing Kyrie half the time. KD is hurt. Ben Simmons never saw the floor. Everyone's kind of in a holding pattern and we'll get to the Lakers in just a minute, but they're really just they're, other than Golden State um, kind of being back in full force. There, there really weren't a whole lot of great, exciting storylines. Zion's still out. And now, you know, the controversial ones are getting even more controversial in Zion and LeBron and the Lakers and Sixers and and the Nets just kind of flipped their luck. Now, I, I maintain that the Nets health issues, Ben Simmons is still on the floor, which we'll talk to Sarah about a little bit later. She is on the Brooklyn Nets broadcast team. They do an excellent job. One of the best in the NBA. And there's a little confusion as to why he's he's not available if he is even going to play in that uh, March 10th uh, date that they had set for his return, which was obviously against Philadelphia. But it's exciting. Watching Harden last night was exciting. Heat game, exciting. And uh, the, even the Lakers and Clippers, although it did not end the way the Lakers fans would have hoped, and we'll talk about that in a second, uh, there's some really good basketball being played right now, and it's exciting going into the second half of the season. I think it's very close. I don't feel that there is a team, and uh, Richard Jefferson was talking about this on the broadcast last night, there really isn't a team that is head and shoulders above everybody else. There's been a lot of injury issues. The teams that are at the top of the East in the heat, as I mentioned, um, you know, we got Jimmy Butler, we got Bam, but we don't have any of those... Uh, you know, James Harden, LeBron, Westbrook, Anthony Davis, discussable, uh, debatable guys. It's just a bunch of hardworking, good basketball being played there. And that's fine. Let's be at the top of the East, minding our business. And I can't wait to talk to Zazlo about this later. Uh, Zazlo is the biggest Heat fan that I know and also happens to be on their broadcast. Uh, born and raised in Miami, and this this is what we do. If you guys don't know, I, Joy Taylor, am a Heat fan. They are the only team that I allow to hurt my one feeling that's left in this life. I've given up on the Dolphins entirely. Uh, I, I root for the Dolphins. I root for the Steelers. I'm currently divorce, divorcing the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going back to a miss. It's no longer a miss Joy Taylor, Mrs. Joy Taylor Dolphins fan. It's a miss right now. We are separated. We are living in separate homes. Um, I am dating... Okay, this is like it, it's happening. The paperwork has been filed. 
with the Dolphins. Getting a little too literal there. <laughs> but, but you get my point. I'm very upset with them right now. Uh, Steelers, we'll see what they do. If they run it back with Mason Rudolph, I am available to be recruited to any NFL team as a fan. Um, and I don't care what that says about my integrity. I just, I, I've, I've dealt with enough. Uh, Steelers give me some championships, so I'm, I'm going to give them a little more, a little more leeway. But yeah, and then there's the Bucks at four, which they're the defending champions, and they still have Giannis. So it's uh, that's just in the East, and 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 the West, I believe, is wide open as well. You get you know, Chris Paul injury, but the Suns are. You know, the top, Draymond Green, what's that going to, how's that going to play out? But the Warriors are at two. So the NBA is in really good shape right now. It's kind of similar to the NFL this year in that there really wasn't a team that felt head and shoulders above everyone else that was just running through the league. There was a lot of parity this year in the NFL, and I think it made for one of the best seasons we've ever had and one of the best postseasons we've ever had and I think the NBA has a good chance of doing that as well I mean there are there are a lot of teams that I could throw at you that you would not be surprised if they won the championship this year and you can't always say that I mean there's for the longest it was up the Warriors are going to be you know in the NBA finals like it's fun to play this regular season stuff but we know who's going to be there or whatever team LeBron's on that's not the case anymore and it's it's fun I, I like that there are a lot of fan bases who really feel confident that their team could make the finals this year. I mean, if I told you that the Heat, I don't know, the number one team in the East were there, wouldn't be surprised. They were just there in the bubble two years ago. The Bulls, DeMar DeRozan, Sixers, obviously, Bucks. I think the Cavs might be a little surprising. No offense, Cleveland, but I feel like you're still still a ways away. And then obviously the Nets are at eight, but if, if everyone can get healthy and they can get it together, they were favored at the beginning of the season. Suns, Warriors... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about well. Yeah, maybe the Grizzlies. I love John Morant. He's so fun to watch. But yeah, there are there are about six or seven teams that I could throw out there that you wouldn't be surprised if they made the NBA Finals this year. And we can't always say that. So that's really exciting going to the second half of the NBA season. Um, I planned on opening the show with a a long rant about the Lakers, <laughs> and and then I just decided to go positive instead. Let's just let's go positive to start the show. Positive is. The NBA is in great shape. There is a lot to look forward to in the second half of the season. I love how James Harden came out uh, blazing yesterday. That's great for all of us. There are going to be some really exciting matchups in uh, the postseason this year in the NBA, and I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season plays out and these these storylines play out. You know, if Kyrie is able to come back full-time with the Nets, that's a big deal, and it's looking like it's trending that way as we are... Hopefully, in the very home stretch of COVID, we just got rid of, of masks here in L.A. I know the rest of the country is like, what? COVID's been over for a year and a half. Um, so no masks anymore in L.A. Uh, you don't have to anyway, um, which is nice. But we're trending in the right direction overall, and I'm excited about the second half of the NBA season. We will discuss this more with Anita Marks, as well as a lot of stuff is happening in the NFL, the quarterback position. We talked a lot yesterday on The Herd about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, we're all just waiting around for Aaron Rodgers to make his decision. We're all just all the you know guys waiting for the prom queen to decide who she's going with, and that's fine. I'm 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 willing to sacrifice my dignity in this situation for the content of it, but I, it's it's got to happen soon, regardless. 
Uh, there are, you know, start the start of the league, the new season is coming, the draft, free agency. He does have to make his decision soon. But we're waiting on that. What's going to happen with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson out here making some spicy moves on social media, cleansing it of the Seahawks, similar to Kyler Murray. What does that mean? Maybe nothing. Maybe he just wants to change the aesthetic. Maybe it means he wants to leave Seattle. This is where we are in sports journalism in 2022. But we got to follow the breadcrumbs. Uh, so there, there's a lot that could be happening right now. And uh, we'll discuss all of it. We'll talk to Anita Marks at the bottom of the hour. Jamal Crawford, Sarah Kustak, and Jonathan Zaslow later in the show. Thanks for hanging out with us today on The Joy Taylor Show. I want to get into something that we talked about yesterday on The Herd before I get to the Lakers. We talked about Ben Simmons and uh, this idea that he owes the the Sixers an apology. And Seth Curry adamantly said he does not owe the Sixers an apology. I agree with Seth Curry. But that was met with uh, quite a bit of cynicism yesterday on social media. And I, I want to talk a little bit about that situation next on The Joy Taylor Show. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome back. Joy Taylor's show on Fox Sports Radio. Thanks for hanging out on a beautiful Saturday. I'm assuming it's beautiful where you are. <laughs> I like I love this studio here in Los Angeles because we get to we get to see the sunlight. Uh, sometimes the radio studios are are like caves, and you come out and you're like seeing the sun for the first time in the day. So it's just, it's just you know just seeing the traffic go by. Everyone's living their lives. And uh, if you're listening or hanging out with us today, I appreciate that. We'll talk to Anita Marks in about 10 minutes. There's a lot of NFL news, a lot of possible movement at the quarterback position. Although I don't really think there's going to be that many moves made. It feels like Aaron Rodgers has made his decision. He's just working things out with Green Bay. I thought for sure he was leaving, but the longer this plays out, the more I feel like he's staying but who knows? None of us know. We're all just puppets on the string, and um, that's fine. You know, he's back-to-back MVP. He can take his time and figure out what he's going to do, although it's going gonna, it's gonna to run out once the, the new league year starts. But I teased at the, before the break um, the Ben Simmons situation and what I had talked about on the herd yesterday. Calm's out on vacation. He'll be back on Monday. And uh, I, I posted the video of it. If you if you didn't see what I said, I'm going to repeat it here anyway, but um, it's on my social media. And look, usually when I do a show, I manage to infuriate at least one fan base. Like, that's just what happens <laughs> every, every show. Uh, I, most of it's good. And then there's always there's one fan base that's really mad at me. And uh, sometimes it's Philly. Philly's been mad at me a couple of times, although I love the city of Philadelphia. Um, but I said yesterday in, in what apparently was extremely controversial that Ben Simmons should not apologize to the 76ers. And the reason I said this is because Seth Curry talked about uh, Danny Green on his podcast inside the Green Room podcast said that the relationship between Simmons, Curry and Drummond wasn't cordial at the end of the Sixers run because Simmons wanted to be moved. And Seth Curry pushed back saying there, there was no issue between them. Um, which whether there was or there wasn't at one point there was, it doesn't really matter. Um, it was a contentious situation all around. Maybe there was it, it, at, at, at the end of the day, it's business and it's a major personal issue, which is what Seth said that there, there's no need for him to apologize. Um, and then it became a bigger conversation about apologizing to the 76ers or 76ers fans. And uh, look, Everybody's tough on social media. Everyone wants that smoke on social media. Very, 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 very few people really want that smoke in real life. Social media is an easy place to say outlandish things. There's very little accountability for what you say. Generally, people don't even know what you are or who you are, where you're from because you have an anonymous account. So I get it. Everybody's a big tough guy on social media. Although I don't know what's tough about wanting someone to apologize to you. As I said yesterday on The Herd, I'm not a big apology person. If you feel the need to apologize to me for something that you've done, wonderful. I'll likely accept your apology depending on obviously what the transgression was. 
But I'm not sitting around demanding apologies from people. In fact, I think that when you don't apologize, it's more telling sometimes than if you do apologize. So this idea that Ben Simmons needs to apologize to the 76ers, first of all, I think is ridiculous because we don't even know what's going on. Now, I know there's a lot of skepticism about the situation with Ben Simmons and how it went down with Philadelphia. And, of course, mental health was presented as the issue with Ben Simmons with the 76ers. Now, it's two, there's two situations here. Ben Simmons does have a reputation for falling apart in big moments, for not being truly dedicated to basketball, not improving things that he needs to improve on. All of those things are fair game to critique, and I have. But when someone comes out and says through themselves or their representation that they are dealing with a mental health situation, a mental health problem, and they are also not participating on top of that, I have to take that at their word. And I had Taylor Rooks on the show yesterday and we talked about it. And she said something that's very important. And I don't think that it's been said about the situation. And look, we're, it's all very clunky, this mental health conversation, as it applies to sports. We're all still wading through. I'm not perfect in how I discuss it. Nobody is. It's, it's a very sensitive topic. It's a topic that we're all talking about uh, internationally more frequently now, especially because of the pandemic. And, you know, I think we, sh- we can all give each other some grace in how to navigate discussing this. But what I'm not going to do is just dismiss outright and say that he's lying about having a mental health situation. Shaq was criticizing Ben Simmons, got a message from Ben Simmons, and then backed off his criticism of Ben Simmons based off of that message. That, to me, was a telling sign that this is actually a serious thing. Shaq doesn't owe anybody anything. Shaq doesn't owe anyone an explanation. And if he changed his energy towards it, why can't I, why can't I consider that to be even more of a validation of the situation? If it turns out that it is a lie, okay, I was fooled. I'm willing to be fooled in that situation. But I don't believe that that's the case. I do think he's dealing with something. Also because he's still not playing in Brooklyn. So it's not like he just, boof, all right, now I'm better and I'm on the court. But the discussion or the comments that I saw over and over and over again, and again, I don't get too crazy about social media because it's, it's a very easy place for people to just say dumb things and have no... No conversation, no actual discussion. There's no nuance. But when I see the same comment over and over and over again, then I can come to some sort of conclusion that there are a lot of people that might feel this way. Or at least people that are bold enough to say it on social media. So I will say this. I kept seeing he does owe them an apology. He does owe them an apology. He's not, it's an excuse. It's not real. And Taylor Rooks said on the show yesterday, which I brought up and, and did not conclude that statement, that we need to be very careful about how we classify someone looking like they're not okay. What does somebody look like that's depressed? And I don't know if that he is depressed, but he's dealing with some sort of mental health situation. What is he supposed to look like? What does that look like to you? And that's a dangerous conversation and, and a, and a danger, dangerous precedent that we've set as a society that if someone is saying that they're not okay, they then have to either act or look like they're not okay. We can't just say, okay, you're saying you're not okay. You look like you're okay. You're healthy. You've got lots of great things going on in your life. I don't believe you. 
You have to look like you're not okay. You can't look at a person and know what it is they're going through. That's a very important statement that Taylor made, and I don't think that we should just gloss over it because I think it very much sums up what's going on with Ben Simmons. And it's it's the it's this comment that I saw over and over and over again that he's faking it, it's not real, it's just an excuse to get out, and maybe all that's true. What what do you get if you're right about that? You get an award or something, you get a major award, you get a lamp with a stocking sent to your house. What do you get for that? If there is something going on with him and you're wrong, isn't that so much worse? Isn't it just okay to just believe him? Is, is that available? If his If his leg was hurt legitimately and he was out for a, a long amount of time, this wouldn't be the conversation. Now, you might start to say that he's injury prone, which which could be fair, but you wouldn't just say he's lying about this injury. And with mental health, we really have to remove the stigma of being able to talk about it when you say that there's something wrong and then everyone says, prove it, or you don't look like there's something wrong with you. You don't know what people are going through. And I think it's I think it's really important that she said that because that, to me, is 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 a big step in how we're going to discuss these type of situations moving forward in sports. And I get it. It's not cool. It's not tough to say that you're going through something. It's very vulnerable. It's not a. I don't know, just it's a lot of toxic words that are being thrown around with this conversation. And I know we have a long way to go. And I am in that as well. I'm trying to navigate how to discuss these things as someone who has dealt with suicidal thoughts and depression and abuse. It's not that easy to talk about. It's not that easy to say I need help. It's not that easy to come out and, and admit that you've been in those situations or are in those situations and how you're supposed to continue going to work and how you're supposed to continue living your life knowing that you have this dark cloud over you and navigating that. Now imagine doing that in the spotlight and now everyone's telling you that you're lying about it. So I think it's very easy for people when terrible things happen to say, oh, you just reach out and just ask for help. And, you know, if only this or only that. Well, when people do say that they're not okay, and then they're met with skepticism or you have to prove your struggle which is such an, a, a nauseating mentality that we have in, in our society now that you have to prove what it is you're going through or have gone through or what you've overcome. It's a really clunky conversation that we're all trying to get through, but you don't get extra cool points for saying that he's lying about it. Ben Simmons does not owe the Sixers an apology. Also, it's business. This is not your family. And I know that, that we're fans and we get emotional about this, but it's probably one of the situations we should all have a little bit more respect and, you know, peace about. Let's get to Anita Marks. But first, let's see what's trending with Ralph Irvin. Believe it or not, we already are nearing the end of our first NBA game on this Saturday. Boston trying to close out the Detroit Pistons. 111-101, the Celtics lead with 16 seconds left to play in the fourth quarter. 27 points for Jalen Brown, 25 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists for Jason Tatum. All told, 5 Celtics in double figures as they have the 112-101 lead. 
You know what? We'll make it 113-101 with 16.4 seconds left to play in that contest. Final in from Michigan. Yeah, it wasn't in the NBA. This is in the top 25, and it was a doozy. Walker with the ball. Four. Somebody's got to shoot. Here's the three. He got it! He got it! Tyson Walker stepped back against Travian Williams. And he electrifies this crowd. WJR Spartan Sports Radio with the call as that three with 1.4 seconds left proved to be the difference. Michigan State takes out number four, Purdue, 68-65. On the top 25 right now, number 18, Arkansas, 17-8 lead over number eight, Kentucky. 11-19 to play in the first half. 10-31 to play in the first half. Number 20, Texas, a 23-15 lead early on at West Virginia. And they're still talking in Jupiter, Florida, Major League Baseball Players Association and the owners getting together for the sixth straight day trying to end the lockout. Right now, the earliest spring training game would be played on March 8th, but they need to get this done by Monday or else the season will be delayed and games will be canceled. No cancellation here, though, as we send it back. It's Joy Taylor on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Ralph Irvin. Uh, let's go out to Anita Marks. Anita, uh, a dear friend of mine, we text and, and argue about Mac Jones uh, all the time. <laughs> Do we argue? Are we arguing? I don't know. I, don't... I mean, arguing is a strong word. We have heated text debates about Mac Are Jones. Are they heated? Are they? <laughs> this, is, this is news to me, Joy. Wow. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I feel like we've had, we've had like long, con- I think Mac Jones is probably our, our, our only, uh, our only heated debate, um, who had a nice season. We could start there. Uh, Anita Marks, <laughs> some daily wager, uh, on ESPN two, uh, ESPN radio, uh, pro football network, fantasy analyst, uh, and weekend wager. Anita, how, how do you feel overall now that we have a full season of Mac Jones? How do you feel about him? Yeah, listen, I think he's he's everything I expected him to be, right? Like, he's the ultimate game manager. And a lot of times, game managers are exactly what you need to win in the NFL. Um, you know, I, and, and I know, like, so just to kind of bring your listeners into our text messaging <laughs> um, uh, relationship. So, I, I, you know, in this world of COVID, I work from home. And so I typically spend the day preparing for my shows. And I watch... You and Colin every day. You're, I'll, I'll say it. I don't care. I'm with ESPN. You're my favorite show. So I like, you know, I think, I think Colin makes you think outside the box. And, and I love how, I love your, your, your integration and your opinion and your take. So I watch you guys. And sometimes I just want to jump through the TV and just be like, <laughs> no! You're like, what are you guys talking about? Like, but that's what makes your show so great, right? So, um, you know, and, and there was talk and speculation in regards to like, what were the 49ers going to do? They mortgaged their future. For to move up for that number three pick, and to be quite frank, Joy, I don't think the 49ers knew what they were going to do 24 hours before the draft. I think they knew Mac Jones was the right decision, but from what I, everything the news, everything that I've gathered since the draft, Kyle Shanahan fell in love with Trey Lance, and mm-hmm. and I and I was told that it's impossible not to. He walks in a room, he's infectious. He's tall, he's big, he's athletic. All the things that Colin talks about on your show in regard to, like, you know, how beautiful Jimmy Garoppolo is, right? Like, like all those things plus phenomenal athlete. But, and that's great. And I'm sure he's fun to watch at practice. But when it comes to a game, a lot of times I think we don't value 
what in this day and age in regard to what a quarterback can do. There's, you know, Patrick Mahomes is an outlier. Russell Wilson's an outlier. Like what it takes in the NFL to win. Mac Jones has those qualities. Um, uber intelligent can read defenses, especially being a rookie in the NFL, can read defenses uh, better than most. Throws a wide receiver open, not when they are open. That is a big key in the NFL. You know, a lot of people underestimated or, or don't talk about this enough. You know, and that's the, the, the Patriots game, like their, their playbook is longer than War and Peace. Like it takes years for a player to really understand and be able to execute it. So I just say all that. Mac Jones ended up going to the right place. He's working with the right team. And I, I, I have, I, like, if, if there was a wager out there, like at some point in time in Mac Jones's career that he's going to win a Super Bowl, I would put money on it just because he checks all the boxes in regard to what makes a quarterback successful in the NFL. And he was fortunate enough that the 49ers did not take him and he moved all the way down to where the Patriots did take him and I think it's a marriage made in heaven. We're talking to Anita Marks. Uh, He also said he's going to stay in the New England area to prepare for next year so he's just he's so Patriot-like um, which I which I think is great. I think it's I think everybody ended up where they should. But there is a, there is a lot of conversation. There's a lot of buzz around the Niners. I know Niners fans are excited about Trey Lance. There's it's Trey season, uh, as they refer to it. But and then you know they're just kind of frustrated with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm way higher on Jimmy Garoppolo than most. But now we're hearing. Joe Montana and Steve Young and Adam Schefter talk about, you know, Trey Lance isn't ready. And Jimmy Garoppolo obviously hasn't been traded yet. I believe that's only because Aaron Rodgers hasn't made his decision. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with them keeping him and not starting Trey Lance. But what do you think about the Trey Lance-Jimmy Garoppolo situation? Again, going back to our text messages, which you call them debates, um, <laughs> I, was, I was telling you, Trey Lance isn't right. Un- understand, uh, again, Trey Lance, his, his, his athleticism, he can throw the ball 90 yards on the flip of a wrist. Uh, like, There's there so many things that is just, it, you, you can be in awe of Trey Lance about, right? But like, wh- where, where is his development? He, went, he played at North Dakota State. And, and so scouts call that sub against subpar comp. That's a subpar competition. He really didn't have, he started playing football late in life. He hasn't had a lot of grooming. And when he played at North Dakota State, he didn't throw the ball much. He threw the ball like maybe 30% of the time. So you don't get those reps of understanding defenses, understanding how to decipher where your middle linebacker is, where the blitz is coming from. You don't, have, you don't have the tutelage and the experience of doing all that. So he's not ready. Now, you know, he's, he's kind of like, you know what he is? He's kind of like you, you, you bought this, like, uh, I don't know, 1954 Jaguar with this unbelievable engine, and now you've got to build a car around it. That's really what Trey Lance is, okay? But here's, here's what the caveat. The caveat is the 49ers are in a position to win now. You're not going to win with Trey Lance now. So I, and I personally feel, and, and, and I, I do like Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I, I feel like their loss, I, I think they got a, a bad deal there. I really feel that the offensive lineman would not have had that penalty. Um, 
I, I mean, we can go into, I, I can dissect that game a million ways, but I just, I'm not, I, I feel that if the 40, I think the best decision for the 49ers is to keep Jimmy Garoppolo for one more year. They've got the makeup to really make a good run at it, especially we don't know what's going to happen with Russell Wilson. I personally don't believe that he's going to play for the Seattle Seahawks next year. Um, Murray and the Cardinals, there's something going on there for the dude to like erase everything from the Cardinals from his social media post. They need to mend some fences. Who knows what happens there? It's really hard for a team like the Rams to re re up, re engineer, and, and and try to win again. I think the 49ers are in a really good situation to try to run it back, but I think they should do it with Jimmy Garoppolo. You mentioned uh, Aaron Rodgers. Wow, that would even be an even better fit but I don't believe the 49ers, if, if they go to uh, Trey Lance, it's, it's, it's a growth year. It's not a we can win the Super Bowl year. And, and I think that would be, you know, a lot of teams, it takes them four, five, six, seven years to get to this position where this team is as a whole, and I think they would really be throwing it all away if they say, okay, we're going to go with Trey Lance. I just don't think they have a choice. Like, they used three first-round picks and a third on him, and essentially – you know that's that's a high price to pay for somebody that you have to rawly develop. But I agree with you. I I think he is extremely raw, and that's why I've been telling Niners fans you're going to get to Trey Lance eventually. And and whether he's going to be ready or not, I don't know. But that's the gamble that you took with him, um, going with somebody who has raw talent who isn't you know necessarily there with the reps. But you mentioned Aaron Rodgers, and we're talking to Anita Marks on the Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. I. I was sure that he was leaving at the beginning of the season, before we had this whole <laughs> season of Aaron Rodgers that we all experienced together. Uh, now I'm positive I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do, what he's thinking, what this whole you know puppet master thing is that's going on with him and the media and fans. I don't know what he wants. Um, I, I don't. I don't really enjoy the, the the roller coaster of Aaron Rodgers, but I, I enjoy the content of it. So, what do you think Aaron Rodgers ends up doing? I'm leaning towards I think he's staying just because of the the length it's taking to make this announcement. Yeah, I, I think he, I, I'm I'm leaning towards him staying as well because here's another thing: the teams that 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 we're hearing that if he does leave, where would he go? Denver Broncos is one of them. Of course, we saw the little eye wink smile between him and Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. Who knows if, if 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 that develops into something, right? Like, but you know, Joy, look look at the AFC compared to the NFC, right? Like, it, it, and and there's been a changing of the guard here. How many years were we saying like, wow, the NFC has so much better talent than the AFC? Look at look at the quarterback play in in regard to the NFC. Like, you know, um, I just first of all, no doubt the Green Bay Packers will win the NFC North. Right, like Justin Fields, I think he's a step ahead of Trey Lance, but he's still not ready. Detroit, they're still rebuilding. Um, Kirk Cousins, Vikings, uh, this is going to be a rebuilding year for them as well. We don't even know if Kirk Cousins is going to be playing for the Minnesota Vikings. Then look across the league. I mean, the NFC West is the most competitive division. I'm still not sold on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I actually think the Eagles should trade Jalen Hurts. I don't think his value will ever be this high, and I think they should ride with Gardner Minshew this year as a bridge quarterback and then draft a true quarterback of the future for them, but I doubt that they'll do that. So, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm, I'm looking at the AFC and I'm looking at the NFC and I'm saying, wow, I don't have a lot of time here. Father Time is not on my side. I want to win another championship. The road to at least get to the Super Bowl will be a lot easier for me in the NFC, considering A, 
we're probably going to win the division. B, if we do, we're probably going to have home field advantage again. And I'm looking around the landscape of the NFC, and uh, you know, I'm I'm arguably the best quarterback in this division now that Tom Brady's out. So I think it would be advantageous for him to stay in the NFC. Denver, I think Denver stacked. Uh, I, I, I would, I'd, I'd love to see Aaron Rodgers, and I'd love to see him go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you kidding me? Uh, in that division, um, so I, I'd like to see Aaron go somewhere else. But I'm with you, Joy. I, I think he'll return to Green Bay just because the road to get to another Super Bowl is going to be a lot easier coming out of the NFC this year than the AFC. Yeah, selfishly, Anita, I would love for him to go to the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> and I think it's way more interesting if he is in Denver. Like, I feel like I've seen the Green Bay story, and they're up against the cap badly. So it's not even going to be as as uh, good of a team as they had this year. It really felt like this was the year they needed to make the run. But thanks so much for joining us, Anita. Loved having you on. Uh, love our spirited conversations. <laughs> Text message. We'll have you on again soon. Appreciate it. You got to keep, keep crushing it. Keep crushing it. <laughs> Thank you, Anita. That's Anita Marks, Daily Wager, uh, ESPN Radio, uh, Weekend Wager, and Pro Football Network uh, fantasy analyst. If you gamble, she is somebody you definitely need to follow she's amazing that's anita marks um i'll paint a, a more complete picture of what's going on with the quarterback markets around the nfl and why i think there's not actually going to be that much movement um when all the dust settles that's next on the joy taylor show i'm george reister host of the reister or wrong podcast this is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the capital region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What up? Welcome back to the Joy Taylor Show. Thanks to Anita Marks for stopping by. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to consider with this quarterback market situation. We'll talk to Jamal Crawford at the top of the hour. Get into some NBA. When you look at what the full picture is, you know, everyone's trying to level up. If you don't have your guy, if you don't have the guy that you know is capable of winning a Super Bowl, you have no question about it. You don't have your Joe Burrow, your Mahomes, your Matthew Stafford, your Aaron Rodgers, you know, your your Josh Allens. If you're not in that in those Russell Wilson, if you're not you're not in that category. Um, and I, I'm sorry if I missed your quarterback. I'm just just talking here. If you don't have your guy, there really is an interesting bunching of available, quote unquote available quarterbacks right now the actual free agents free agents are Jameis Winston Teddy Bridgewater Marcus Mariota Andy Dalton Ryan Fitzpatrick Mitchell Trubisky Jacoby Brissett Zerad Taylor none of those are moving the needle for anybody but they are all capable starters in the league you're not gonna win a Super Bowl maybe you can make it to the playoffs maybe win a playoff game that level now the trade block we are assuming that they're shopping Carson Wentz Jim Mercer was very upset at the way that the Colts season ended Jimmy Garoppolo, and of course Deshaun Watson, who is the best guy who's quote-unquote available, but obviously is dealing with a major off-the-field situation. Then potentially is Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson, but they would both have to have forced trades. And then the wild cards are, you know, Tom Brady and Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's not going anywhere, and I don't believe that Tom Brady is coming back to the league. So those are the team, those are the names that are actually out there. And when you look at the teams that absolutely need a quarterback, you're talking about your Broncos, Bucks, Saints, Steelers, and Washington. Who's really going to go where? I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback on the market. That's you know he's on he's obviously going to be traded, but you know we have no idea what's going on with with Deshaun Watson, and you know Carson Wentz is capable, but I. I, I <laughs> He's just frustrating. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't think that at the end of the day, all these massive moves are going to end up being made. Uh, Russell Wilson just clean, cleaned off his social media of all the Seahawks stuff. Maybe he's preparing for something. We don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. If those guys move, it's a different world. We're looking at a completely different NFL. 
But if we're dealing with just the guys who are actually available, I mean, those are the names. Those That's who's out there. Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Teddy Bridgewater, Mariota, Dalton, Fitzpatrick, Trubisky, Brissett, and Terod Taylor. Obviously Deshaun Watson, but again, don't even know if he's going to be able to play. So you have to say that when you bring it up. Now, there's other teams that might upgrade. Obviously, if Carson Wentz ends up getting moving, then you have the Colts. The Giants have said they're sticking with Daniel Jones. I don't believe it if someone better comes along. The Panthers, the Texans, Davis Mills. But all the other teams either have a rookie uh, a quarterback that's under contract or a franchise quarterback. Then you have the Browns, Dolphins, Eagles, Falcons, Lions, and Titans who are kind of in a, you know, they've got someone there. They've got a starter, but there's questions about it. So the whole quarterback picture is very blurry, except for the ones at the very top, the ones that have the rookies, um, or the teams that are absolutely in need of a quarterback. But there's only so many great of anything on planet Earth, and some teams might get desperate, but I don't believe there's going to be that much movement at the end of the day. We'll talk to Jamal Crawford at the top of the hour. You're listening to The Joy Taylor Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places What up? Welcome back to the Joy Taylor Show Thanks for joining us on a Saturday Beautiful day today It's exciting Second half of the NBA season started Harden looks good, boy Scary I'm still riding with my heat, though Talked to Nita Marks earlier. Thanks to her for jumping on. 
And we'll talk to Sarah Kustock of the uh, Brooklyn Nets broadcast team. She does an excellent job with them. Talk a little bit about Ben Simmons and get into some more of the uh, Aaron Rodgers news later in the show as well. But right now, let's go out to Jamal Crawford. 19 years. 19 years or 20, Jamal? I don't want to short you one. They, they count that year in the bubble, so we're going to say 20. 20 years. Okay. 20 yeah, years in the NBA. Three-time sixth man of the year. Thanks for jumping on with us. What do you think about Tyler Hero uh, this year as a, a sixth man of the year? Candidate. I was about to say six man of the year, Tyler Hero. I mean, he's he's came in with the uh, that that premise and that that force from the start. He, he came out and said, "I'm one of the better guards." You guys haven't seen it. Now he's put it on full display. You could have made an argument he could have been an All Star to be top three in the East. Him averaging twenty points. If he's starting doing the exact same thing, I think he's playing the All Star game. So I think six man of the year is his, and he just has to finish the job now. He's he's matured, I feel like. I talked to Jimmy Butler yesterday, and, you know, Tyler, he was a young player, and obviously the bubble, he got a lot of buzz and kind of, you know, burst on the scene. And, you know, maybe Miami has something to do with that, too. Miami's a, a place where you can get a little distracted, but he feels like he has very much matured this year and, and come into his own a bit. Yeah, I think that carries over. When you get everything in place off the court, on the court becomes easier, you're more focused. You have a routine. You know exactly what to do, what to stay away from. And I think he's figured it out. And most players figure it out later. And like you said, Miami is, you know, it's a lot to do out there, obviously. But for him, uh, he's kind of cut the fat, so to speak. And I think he's really locked in. And he's having a heck of a year. Talk to me nice about my, my Miami Heat. They're number one <laughs> in the East. Strikes right. I allow myself to get cautiously optimistic about this year. You should. You absolutely should. I think for them especially, uh, being number one right now is just icing on the cake. I think for them, they're actually built for the playoffs. Having Jimmy Butler, having Kyle Lowry, having Bam, having Tyler. You have guys, you know, in, in, in nip-tuck games who can take over stretches, and that's what it's about. That's kind of the separator and the difference. Now, obviously, they'll have home court, you know, if they keep up this pace. But, you know, you have you can put the ball in Kyle's hand. He's not scared of the moment. Jimmy as well. Uh, Bam is so interesting because even though he's as tall as he is, he plays like a guard. You know, he absolutely can handle the ball. You can run your offense through him. Then Tyler's a big shot maker. He's fearless. So putting all those components together, I think they're built for the playoff. We're talking to Jamal Crawford on the Joy Taylor Show. So James Harden looked pretty good last night. I don't know <laughs> if you got an opportunity to see, but I did. Um, I thought that was going to work pretty quickly, um, and we can talk a little bit about the trade in a second. But he looked good. What was what stuck out to you the most about his debut, though? His energy. Uh, looking at his his body language. Looking at how engaged he was. Even passes he would make and Minnesota called timeout he was going to bench clapping like yeah yeah he was really into it you always want to see somebody's body language and their spirit it looks like his spirit is back I think for him he understands that this is probably the best situation he's going to find where he can still be him but be on a high level championship contender you know and having a big like Joel Embiid if you go back and think about it they try to get that with Clint Capella with Dwight Howard you know always having that that missing big to compliment him I think this is the best one he's had so it should be a great marriage is it is it kind of a pivotal point in James Harden's career because, you know, he's kind of getting the reputation, at least with fans, whether it's, you know, fair or not, that, you know, once he becomes disengaged, he just, you know, sort of shuts down a bit and forces his way out. And this is a great situation. You, you've, got a, you've got a good coach. You've got a superstar alongside you, a nice roster, a organization that is really trying to win a championship if they can't make it work with Harden in Philadelphia, it's is that re- reputation going to carry with him moving forward in his career? Is this going to be part of his legacy? 
Yeah, I think it absolutely will carry with him. And, and not only that, I think he hears the whispers now. You know, he understands, look, you know what, Houston, I didn't get it done or we didn't get it done. And going to Brooklyn, everybody thought that was a super team. You know, for whatever reasons, it didn't work out. Now this is almost it. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, if I if we don't get it done here, I'm going to be judged, and this is what people are going to remember about me more so than, you know, being MVP and the scoring champ. That would be part of his legacy. So he's motivated. Everything, he has the right coach. He has the right pieces around him, and now it's just about getting it done. So I'm really, really interested to keep uh, an eye on that when they hit adversity more so than when it's going well. Yeah. We're talking to Jamal Crawford. I want to ask you about how it's going to fit on the court, but, you know, the Ben Simmons conversation has been – very discussed. It's it's a it's very it's a very icky conversation to have sometimes for people. It's very clunky to talk about mental health and you know there's a lot of skepticism around the situation and how real it is and that that part of it makes makes me very uncomfortable. The idea that someone would not only just lie about you know their mental state to get out of a situation, but just everyone's reaction to it in general. And Seth Curry talked about how he doesn't need to apologize to the Sixers, and I happen to agree. But what is your overall opinion of, of just the exit of Ben Simmons from the Sixers? Yeah, obviously it, it ended messy. I think it ended messy for Ben Simmons and you know for James. And, and the way they kind of went for each other was a real mess, right? We were all watching, all looking at it. But I agree with you and Seth. Uh, that's not our business if he's really going through something. People think because, you know, a person's rich or they're famous that they don't have real problems. Who knows what he's going through? Who knows what was in his heart, what was in his mind? But to, to see him smile again, to see him happy again, I think that's what we should want more than anything else. And then on the court, I think he's a stellar talent. I think he compliments Kyrie and KD well. You know, I think having three dominant scores is just tough to make work. Somebody has to sacrifice. Now you've got two dominant scores and put the ball in his hands and let him create and, and pass and do what he does best. There's no pressure on him to hit the big shot or go score. So I think it worked out for all people involved. It just looked like a mess while we were going through it to get here. We're talking to Jamal Crawford. So you were in the league for 20 years. Did you? I'm sure you've had uh, situations with teammates where things have gotten you know, pretty, pretty tense when someone was going through something privately that was affecting them on the court. Absolutely. It, it, we've seen it a million times, and you're always like, wow, how did they, you know, lock in, even though they're going through this off the court. They may not talk about it. It could be a, a family member passing. It could be something the family member's going through, you know, and to see how they're locked in with their craft. And then you see when they get off the court, you know, those, that time away, how they're looking as well, and they're back down and back dejected because now they have to be a reality. So I've always saw basketball as an escape, and I think a lot of people have used it that way, but sometimes it gets the best of all of us. So we're here. In, I'm here in Los Angeles, and uh, it's the Lakers. Lakers are frustrated right now. It's a lot going on. Uh, last night's loss was a tough one. I get that. I think that what the Lakers need right now, and it does sort of seem like they're now starting to trend in that direction, is just a little bit of accountability. Like it started the season with everyone was blaming Frank Vogel, which was, in my opinion, absurd. Um, now everyone's kind of pointing fingers at who put the roster together and is LeBron going to stay and is clutch controlling everything. And to me, it's like you came into the season with the oldest roster in the league. So you should have expected some injuries. Anthony Davis is sort of an injury prone player at this point in his career. I think it's fair to say that Russell Westbrook has been what Russell Westbrook has always been his entire career. So I think that the Lakers are really a victim of unrealistic expectations. I agree. I totally agree. I think the Lakers never held themselves accountable they never established an identity either i was right. talking about it on tnt in thanksgiving i'm like the, the problem with the lakers is uh we don't know who they are but more importantly they don't know who they are are we gonna be a fast team or are we gonna thrive off defensively 
uh, stops? Are we going to, you know, be a motion offense team? Are we going to play through LeBron? Are we going to be a three-point shooting team? It looks like a mix of everything. And to me, especially when things are going well, the Lakers look like that. The energy, they have the spirit that we all thought they would have, right? And then as soon as adversity hits, you see the slow trots back. You see the finger pointing. You see the big, you know, all the stuff that goes on the tabloids. It's like, wow, well, who are we? And so until they really look in the mirror, and that's always the hardest thing to do, right? When you look in the mirror and you see, like, you know what, I'm not getting it done. I got to be better. I got to help this person be better. That's when you start getting the difference in play. Right now it's not there, and, and it was evident last night. What team is sleeping to you? Like, what, what is the team nobody is really talking about that you could see actually winning the championship this year? Phoenix, which is unbelievable because they just <laughs> went to the finals last year, right? Like, I could easily see Phoenix, uh, especially with Chris getting back healthy. Now, with them going to the finals, they know exactly what it feels like. They know, you know, when Coach Monty would say something in game 46, like, yeah, but this isn't going to work in the playoffs. Now they've experienced that. They got a taste of actually winning a couple games in the finals. I can easily see them going back. They're built for it. They know what it takes. It won't be a shock to them when they get there. The stage won't be too bright. So as soon as CP gets back, I can see them being a sleeper, even though I don't think they should be. Uh, we're talking to Jamal Crawford. Are you an NFL fan at all? I am. Seahawks. I only got eyes for Seahawks, though. Okay. Well, so you had a rough year. But uh, <laughs> overall, I think that the NFL really benefited from this year having a lot of parity. There wasn't a team that was head and shoulders above the rest that was like on a clear-cut favorite. Clear favorite. Every single week, it felt like we kind of switched allegiances for who was the best team in the league, and it created a lot of parity and and a great postseason. Amazing games. Almost all of them past the wildcard rounds went down to the wire, including the Super Bowl. And I feel like looking at the way that the NBA is shaping out in the second half, not every team is still viable, obviously, but this is a kind of a unique year where, you know, it's not one of those years where it's like, okay, we know Golden State's going to be in the finals. We know whatever team LeBron's on is going to be in the finals. It really feels like there's about six or seven teams that could end up winning the championship that we wouldn't, we wouldn't be surprised. Right, and that makes an exciting playoffs, right? That's what gets the viewers in. That gets even the players looking like, oh, man, I think it's going to be Milwaukee. Like, no, nah, it's going to be Brooklyn once they get all together. Well, Philly's making a run now. And when you have that parity, I think that's good for the league. I think it's good for us as fans. And I think it's good for the players because it keeps them sharp, right? If you have that belief going to work, like, yo, if we do this, we can win a championship. You know how good that'll feel? If they are thinking like-minded and thinking the same way, I think we'll have epic playoffs just like the NFL just had. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm really excited. There's, there's a Speaking lot of to things. existence, which... Joy. Good job. I like it. <laughs> well, I just, I think it's true. I think there's, you know, if the Bulls made it to the finals this year, like the Bulls are incredibly competitive right now. The Bulls could make it. The Sixers. Nobody's really talking about the Bucks, although I think that their defense, you know, needs some work. You, you just mentioned the Nets. They're in eighth right now at the Eastern Conference, and they have yet to figure out what's going on with the the. The new addition of Ben Simmons, the Suns, the Warriors, John Moran with the Grizzlies. Like it's it's really an ex- it's shaping to be in a really exciting second half of the season because of all the parity. Absolutely, and, and you know after the after All Star break, it just flies by. Right, you're like oh man, we're in April already. Playoffs starting two weeks. It's like whoa, <laughs> you know you start getting sharp. So it's gonna be fun. I'll get a chance to watch as many games as possible. Um, and, and like you said, I I think we'll see some upsets as well because there's so much parity. At least teams you think like oh they should win this series, and it may not work out that way. It's exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us, Jamal. Uh, sorry to interrupt your, I'm sure, very busy weekend, but I appreciate the time. You're excellent. No problem. Anytime. Thank you. Jamal Crawford.
20-year NBA vet, three-time sixth man of the year. Also agrees that Tyler Hero should be the sixth man of the year. And I'm sure someone who will definitely agree to that is Jonathan Zaslow, my former radio partner in Miami, 560 QAM in Miami and on the Heat's radio broadcast. We will talk to him a little bit about my Miami Heat, our Miami Heat, next on The Joy Taylor Show. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, it's Rich Davis from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance or any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew could stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you could sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter what your style, you could drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Welcome back. Joy Taylor's show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you guys are having a great weekend. So it's very exciting times for my Miami Heat right now. Thank you to Jamal Crawford for coming on. He was great. We'll go out to Jonathan Zaslow, my former radio partner at 790 The Ticket in Miami, now at 560 QAM, and, of course, part of the Heat broadcast as well. What's up, Zaz? What's Jamal Crawford say? Do I got to refute anything? What do he say? He's very complimentary of the Heat. Okay. All right. All right. That's, well, well, that's that's okay then. That's a good start. I said Jamal talked to me nice about my Miami Heat, and he said nice things. Okay. All right. Very good. He said you know, he, uh, he once scored fifty in the Garden. All right, against the Heat. <laughs> I didn't forget that. Well, that was his job at the time. Um, All right. He he said Tyler Hero should be Sixth Man of the Year. Which, yeah, which, that's obvious. Seems Come to be on. the consensus. I don't know if you saw, but I talked to Jimmy Butler on on the herd yesterday. I filled in for Colin. I did. And Jimmy, I did. Jimmy I'm on. on the air doing the Zaslow show, and and I, I got you. I always have you and Colin on one of my televisions there in studio. It's on mute, you know. So I had the volume up, and I'm trying to do my show. It would bleed into the microphone. Nobody needs to hear that. So I I did. I had you on, and you got Jimmy Butler. So you know what? Times that you have talked to Jimmy Butler this year, one me zero. Well, you know. I'm a bigger fan, you know. I guess so. That's how it works. Um, well, Jimmy also told me, uh, he was also agreed that, you know, Tyler, I think Tyler's come a long way. I think he's he's matured a lot, um, and he's he's putting together a really nice season. He probably will win Sixth Man of the Year if he keeps it up. Um, Jimmy also told me that he drinks nine to ten cups of coffee a day. 
that Jimmy drinks nine to ten cups of coffee. Correct. Well, I mean, look, he's got he's got the the big face coffee. That's his that's his deal. He's clearly very passionate about. He loves coffee. You he know? loves uh, coffee. I told him. He said he he drinks nine to ten cups of coffee every day, and he gets nine hours of sleep. Nines as. Yeah, he's one of those guys who just. His whole life, it's, it's why he's been such a good fit for the Miami Heat, you know, like he, Minnesota wasn't for him, essentially Philadelphia wasn't for him, and, you know, Miami ends up being such a good fit for him because he takes basketball so serious, and, like, he's not, he's not going out at night clearly, at least not, you know, on a, on a every night basis, he probably goes to sleep early. He definitely wakes up super early and starts, you know, gets the workout in and all that. We remember those stories in the bubble where, you know, 4 a.m., he's in the gym. Uh, he cares so much about basketball. It's why he's been such a good fit with this team because they take it really serious, too, as a franchise. Yeah, and I think, um, I think, and, and we, I talked about this with him as well, I think that the heat culture, which, you know, sometimes people roll their eyes at it, but it's 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 obviously a thing. Uh, that the Heat have a great culture, they have they have great ownership and are run really well. Um, that they embrace being the villain. I, I've talked about this for years because obviously you and I were doing the show together in Miami during the Big Three era, and we were the number one hated place in the world. Everyone, ha- which is wild because everyone really loves Miami, but everyone had to pretend like they hated Miami, which was a joke. And it was fine though because Miami is a place that's perfectly comfortable being the villain. It's the story of that the city and the the the, the sports franchises there, even the Canes. Like the Canes have always been a great villain, very comfortable in that role. And while I don't think this particular team has a, a villainous sense to it, they're perfectly comfortable being overlooked as the number one seed right now in the in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. I I love you know you mentioned there that Tyler Hero should be Sixth Man of the Year. Obviously, he probably should have been an All Star. But I like I like when we get snubbed. I like when we don't get any awards. I want the guys all to be mad. I want them to have the chips on their shoulders. I want them thinking nobody respects them. You know, last night the Heat were on national television. Uh, it, you know, they, they, they pounded the Knicks, all right? And the Knicks are on national TV uh, every other day. The Heat are never on national TV, okay? I like when the Heat, when no one cares about us, they continue to get doubted, and they think that we stink. I want nobody to get awards. <laughs> and so going into the postseason, I want I want our guys to be angry about everything, right? I wish Jimmy wasn't named an all-star. Now, he only played nine minutes, all right, so fine. But I like when no one gives us any respect. That's right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> well, something else that I talked to Jamal about was that I really feel like there is a lot of parity in the NBA right now. Like going into the second half of the season, it's not one of those years where – you know, whatever team LeBron's on is going to the championship, or we just know the Warriors are going to be in the finals. It's a, it's a year where there's a lot of teams that if they went to the finals or won a championship, you really wouldn't be that surprised. I love it. You know, in the Western Conference, obviously, you look at the top two there, but, I mean, go take a look at what Memphis has been doing, all right? right. They're, they're, they're not going to be an easy out. But then you look at the Eastern Conference, and wow, I mean, the top five are separated by three games in the loss column, you know, you lose a game, you could drop a bunch. You win a game, you could drop a bunch. You know, you got people out there who are going to make arguments for Philadelphia and for Brooklyn. Uh, Boston has been playing as good as anybody, you know, over the last few weeks dating back to before the All-Star break. I think, I, I think Miami and Milwaukee are clearly the best two teams. I'm not even, I didn't even mention Chicago. 
The Eastern Conference is wide open. I love it when it's like this. It's very rarely. I don't know what's going to happen in the postseason. Uh, this is one of those years for sure. We're talking to Jonathan Zaslow, host of the Zaslow Show, middays 10 to 2 p.m. Eastern on 560 WQAM and, of course, part of the Heat broadcast team. Yeah, it, it is wide open, and it, it's great. Like, the NFL felt that way this year. There was so much parity. There wasn't a team that was head and shoulders above the rest, and it ended up being a gr- one of the best seasons I can remember and an amazing postseason. But back to the to the Heat, I – Obviously, they are you know a team that's always built on defense, and um, you know you've got Jimmy Butler and all the energy there. But people kind of overlook Bam a lot as well. Yeah, I, I mean he's you know he's he's really turned the corner. I think since he returned from the injury, where I think he's realized that he he should be a scorer on this team. You know, there are very few big men that he's going to go up against who are able to handle the versatility of a guy like him, you know, a guy who's capable of doing everything on the offensive end. I really think one of the main reasons, you know, obviously he went out and brought in Kyle Lowry and, you know, you bring in a guy like that, he's a championship point guard, he fits the team's culture perfectly. But I really think one of the main reasons that they brought Kyle Lowry in was to help Bam get to that next level, all right, to have a championship point guard who could help bring him along and get to that place. I think Kyle has done that. And I think it's also helped him where the ball has essentially been taken out of Bam's hands this year. You look at the last couple of years, this is center, this is a big man who averages five assists a game. He's averaging under three this year, okay, or around three. And that's because he doesn't have the ball in his hands all the time. And why that's a good thing is because he doesn't have to, he's not being relied upon to set up the offense, to get everybody else involved. When he's got the ball, it's like, all right, it's my time to score. So I think Kyle Lowry has done wonders for Bam on this team this year. He's come a really long way since, you know, even just, uh, you know, the beginning of last year. But I really think while he was sitting out missing the 25 games with the thumb injury, since he's returned from that, he's he seemed to realize that he, he could be a big-time scorer in this league. And he's been phenomenal since he's returned. Absolutely. Really quickly before I let you go, I don't know if you know this or not, but I am legally separated from the Miami Dolphins at this at this moment. We are we're living in separate houses. Paperwork wow. has been filed. Um, wow! It's not a game. We're both dating, um, so wow. it's it's very very it's a very thin line that's holding us together at this point. Um, wow! I cannot even pretend to be optimistic about anything that they are doing right now. Um, is that fair, or do I need to calm down? No, it's totally fair. I mean, it's not like you just. I mean, are you rooting for another team right now? Like that uh, I mean, no, I always have the Steelers, uh, even though they're trying to convince me to, to get behind Mason Rudolph this year, which is ludicrous. Um, but, no, I mean, I just, I really, I know they've made a lot of moves, and generally I, I might be more excited about what's happening there, but I, I just can't, I can't muster it up. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to be down on them. You're allowed to be in show-me mode. You know, I like Brian Flores, too. You know, they obviously did him dirty. It's a really weird situation. That's going on. I can tell you it's a good vibe around the team right now. The new coach seems to be a complete 180 from Brian Flores, personality-wise and everything. Uh, you know, they're very committed to Tua. I know you're not 100% on board with Tua. I'm putting it lightly by saying that. Uh, you're, allowed to, you're allowed to be separated from them. That's, I don't have a problem with that. It's okay. That's okay. I do, I do like the idea of them actually giving Tua a full year as the quarterback of the team, though. I think that's an interesting strategy. Oh, they, 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 they love take. them. They're... 
they're on his tip. They love him. Uh, he's their guy going into the into next season. They love Good. Him. It's about time. I mean, yeah. splitting it with Ryan Fitzpatrick and then spending the whole year last year talking about Deshaun Watson's nonsense. Um, see, you, I, 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 we were having such a great conversation, and then we gotta, I had to bring the Dolphins up. It's my fault. It's uh, yeah, I got to stay positive. That's what it is. Yeah, I told I mean, the, the, the Heat are the only team I allow to make me upset anymore, and so that's why I don't talk about the Dolphins because it's just it's, well, it's too triggering. You know, I can't deal with them. You could, you could count on the Heat, all right? You can always <laughs> you count on them. Uh, th- they can't. Not gonna let you down. <laughs> thanks for jumping on, Zaz. Uh, hope the soccer game went went well earlier. All right, Joy. Appreciate you. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Zaz. That is my former radio partner in uh, in Miami, host of the Zazlow Show on 560 QAM in Miami and the Heat broadcast team. Uh, we're, gonna do, we're doing broadcast teams today. We're going to talk to Sarah Kustak next of the Brooklyn Nets broadcast team. Got a lot of guests today, but, you know, there's a lot going on. We're going to talk to some people. But first, let's get to Ralph Irvin with What's Trending. Well, thank you very much, Joy. And there is a movement going on with Major League Baseball. When uh, the owners and players showed up for meetings, they started in breakout sessions, separated, not together. Two hours, the players held a Zoom call with all of the representatives of each individual team. And they put together a comprehensive package to present to the owners, something the owners have been asking for, that literally touched on every single issue of the collective bargaining agreement. They then got together... And the meeting with everybody only lasted 15 minutes. But in that 15 minutes, the players presented the proposal. The owners have taken it back, and they are discussing it now. And this could be actually a watershed moment in this process. There might actually be a solution before the Monday deadline, and the baseball season could start on time at the end of March. So we will see uh, how that progresses through the rest of today. On the college hardwood, number 18, Arkansas. Hosting number six, Kentucky, and the Wildcats have taken a 41-40 lead. 14-40 to play in the second half. 16-35 to play in the second half. And West Virginia has taken a 49-47 lead over number 20, Texas. Already, Michigan State upsetting number four, Purdue, 68-65. And in the one NBA final, Boston, a 113-104 winner over Detroit. Send it back now. It's Joy Taylor on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you to Ralph Irvin for that update. That's exciting news about baseball. I'm going to make sure we have a baseball season. Let's head out to Sarah Kustak now, Brooklyn Nets broadcast team. Thank you, and former player, excellent player at that. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Sarah. Appreciate you coming on. Joy, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. It's uh, it's good to have you on. Yes, Network, obviously Fox Sports, CBS Sports, We Need to Talk, uh, Sirius XM, NBA, uh, Lululemon Ambassador. That's fun. Do you get lots it of Lululemon fun. gear? I do, and I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm wearing so, some yeah. Lulus right now. How are you? I'll have to get you some stuff. I'll uh, have to get you some stuff. Don't threaten it's, me with a good time. I will follow up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, where is it? I've been checking the mail. Uh, no, I love their tights. Uh, I'm a big athleisure person because it, it gives me an excuse to not have to put outfits together, which is fun for me during the day. Well, over the past couple of years, I feel like that's been all it is. So it, it's, been very, <laughs> it's been very useful for that. Uh, it, it has. Well, also, I live in L.A. where uh, really you can just wear whatever you want, when I, wherever you want. Nobody cares which is really, uh, which is an underrated part of living in L.A., and it's something that people don't know. Um, I don't know why we're talking about fashion right now, but this is where we are. Um, but, yeah, so if you move to L.A., you can wear whatever you want, which is cool. So I, I, like- I also would move there for the sunshine. I Right now, uh, it's about, like, 20-some-odd degrees in New York, and it's been freezing for a while, and it's up and down, so... I, I'm envious of your sunshine and, and the decent weather when yeah. you probably feel like it's cold and it's 
60 degrees outside. <laughs> yeah, okay, you so you nailed it. <laughs> um, it's like it's, it's like 60 and sunny today. Um, so speaking of New York, uh, do we have any news on what's going to happen with the the mandates for and getting Kyrie back? We don't. We don't. Most recently, um, I know this is it, it's fascinating the things we do when we're covering sports and joy i know you feel this of all of a sudden the things that become so prescient prescient of like what we're worried about and what we're thinking about and the fact that we're thinking about uh covid mandates and protocols and things like that and listening to the uh the press conferences of uh, new york city mayor eric adams to see how it can affect uh Kyrie irving's eligibility but most recently um, Mayor Adams had said, this was earlier in the week, that he was looking at loosening up the mandate, hopes for that to change, obviously wants to do what's in the best interest of the city and of New Yorkers, um, but he has not given a timeline. And so I think there has been a steady amount of hope that it will change. Um, we also see it changing in different in different cities, you know, what what Boston has done and things in Chicago and all of that, and just the trends of what the rates look like of those that are actually, um, you know, contracting COVID and, and things like that. So I think there is a positive trend and sign, but I, I do think, as we know, the, you know, the season's winding down. There's not that many games left. There's not that much time left. So I do think there's a more of the question, I think, starts to look at how much time and runway will these guys, if that does change, have, whether it's the regular season, postseason, um, just try to acclimate themselves to one another again. We're talking to Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst. So Ben Simmons, he's in Brooklyn and he's not playing yet. I've talked a lot about this this week with just the narrative around Ben Simmons and his uh, mental health situation is obviously met with a lot of hostility in Philadelphia, but he's also not playing right now. So what is the word on when he's going to be back and why he is not on the court yet? What we've heard most recently, and Steve Nash talked about it this morning um, after the team shoot-around, is just building his body back up. And so that's been more of the focus and emphasis of what he's actually able to do on the court. It was said that he hasn't even had a truly high-intensity workout yet, so the barometer of how he can physically be ready to play. Um, From my understanding, he's doing a lot of skill work. He's doing some stuff in practices, but the actual five-on-five up and down, especially in the course of an NBA season um, with the limited practices, just making sure that his body is in, you know, the physical state to be able to play. And I think a lot of people look at it like, well, he's been off for so long. Um, You know, that's part of his job. That's part of the profession. But I think a lot of people don't truly understand how different it is from practicing, from training, from even not having a preseason to then going into NBA game action. And so I think just for big picture-wise, and and I know Nets fans are tired of the word ramp-up because Ben is not the only one they've heard it with. There's a lot of players that is about getting healthy and getting their bodies back and right. Um, But so I don't know the timeline, Joey. It's going to be interesting. But I I think, you know, Goran Dragic is set to play tonight uh, or expected that Kevin Durant will play within the next week. I think Ben's a little further off. Uh, though I'm not sure what that timeline looks like, but more of it is just about his actual body and his conditioning um, and being physically able to play on the floor. Okay, so then it's more just him trying to get into game shape. Game shape, Okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and avoiding injury, you know, game shape so that he's able to play, avoid, you know, any type of injuries, any type of other things. So you're not no, of course. Uh, jump in too early and then, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden out, out for other reasons. 
Well, when the trade happens, that was my my initial takeaway. You know, obviously in the positions that I, that that I am in and Collins in, we're going to give our opinion about it. And you know, I thought that the Sixers were going to be more immediately impacted by the trade because James Harden is you know yeah. was a little banged up, but he was going to play right away. And we saw last night he put up twenty seven points. Yeah, and <laughs> you know that's that's a big difference. And Ben Simmons was not available and not playing and had this mental health situation. But like you said, it is a big difference to go from being in the gym, uh, lifting and doing drills and shooting around and doing, you know, uh, running through practice than it is game shape, especially halfway through the season. And, and when you haven't been doing it in months, essentially, right. you know, so it's not like this happened a month ago or two it's months It's really ago. since and last so season. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, last last playoff. Right. So, so when you're looking at that amount of time, and yeah, and to your point about James, and essentially, you know, with the Sixers, that's getting James, and, and he was healthy, and he looks how he looks, but they're picking up a player when they had someone that wasn't playing at all. So, um, yeah, so the more immediate impact, definitely, on the side of Philly, and, and you know, we, we had an opportunity to see that last night. So when Ben is available, how do you think he fits into this current lineup and, and, and what he does best and what his obvious limitations are as a player as well? Yeah, Joy, I know this is easy for me to say because I cover the team and it's not just because of that and you're optimistic and, and positive about it, but his skill set and his strength and where he thrives are everything that this team could use. And I think the idea of him assuming these mandates change when Kevin gets healthy. If, if you're looking at the roster and the lineup um, with everyone being healthy, the idea of him just being a monster on the defensive end and being able to relieve Durant of some of the defensive assignments he may have had in the past or just his ability to guard one through five, how he pushes the pace. This, this team is, is littered with players that really do their best at playing at a high tempo and getting up and down the floor, and that is exactly what Ben can do, the rebounding component, um, the size, and just the, you know, we forget his, his ability to cut and move without the basketball, um, finish and play around the rim, and things like that, that he will get those opportunities because of Durant, because of Kyrie. Then all of a sudden you look at Seth Curry and the shooting and the spacing that that offers on the floor. And adding that has now added so many shooters. Patty Mills, you toss in that Ben is not going to be relied upon. It's not going to be a focus about shooting. It's not necessarily going to be a focus on anything, um, but being able to play, make, being able to create and do those things. And that's why I think, you know, there's a lot of aspects of this roster that, you know, his fit is something that all they're going to ask him to do are the things that he is best at. And I think that's why the hope, you know, for him, for whether it's the component of playing basketball, the, the mental aspect of it, all of it, uh, is that you hope that this change and this adjustment may allow him to be the place where he can, again, thrive. And, and us watching him is the all-star that he has been in the past. And I think the thing that we learned this year, because each season is different and there's you know different takeaways that you can have from it, I think something that we learned, because the NBA is a star-driven league, is that the fit matters as well. It's obviously very important to get superstars. You know, you need essentially two superstars or two star players to win in this league. Now, that's just how it's constructed. But the fit of the stars and the role players around them is very important. And the culture that you have in the building to support these different kinds of personalities and types of players and the pressure and expectations. I mean, you're seeing what's happening with the Lakers, obviously, 
what happened with the Nets this year and with the Sixers and, and, and now how Golden State has been able to have a rebirth because of the culture that they have there, overcoming those injuries and getting players back. Like the, the fit really matters. Is there is there a sense of disappointments that this, you know, big three with Harden, KD and Kyrie did not ever really come to fruition? They they what do they play sixteen games together? Sixteen. I believe it was sixteen and yeah, 16 games, 364 minutes, Joy. Yeah. Um, and, and when they, it, but when they were on, I mean, it was, it was extraordinary to watch. It was beautiful basketball. Um, and it was, it was fun to see, and it's crazy. I mean, I know you, do, you had to do it every single day, but just all of our talk, expectation, uh, assessment of first what it's going to be like, and then when guys were in and out, uh, you know, still talking about so many different aspects of it, it's crazy to think, you know, within the course of that time of, of how much time we spent in, in the business that we do talking about it, that it was only six games. Um, but I don't know, like, it, that's such a, it's such a great question just because whether it's internally in the organization, those individuals themselves, you know, you look at fans and, and Brooklyn fans who are, it's been a wild ride, uh, in general, but in particular the last year or so. Uh, I, I, I think now it's almost a, this is a circumstance at hand, and it seems like everyone in some capacity with the way the situation was um, got to a place and got to a point and are in a situation that they want. Uh, so I don't know how much looking back there is in regards to that. I think it's more about, okay, what can we do now? I think it's, it's going to be a tremendous – I mean, I'm excited to see when these teams meet on March 10th. I'm excited to see if they match up in the playoffs. I mean, you just kind of look at the runway of all things. And, you know, it, it's going to be fun. It makes for great storylines for us. And, you know, to your point about fit, like sometimes I think if people overlook that. When you look at talent and you look at players or you just think that everyone should just be fitting into a situation, sometimes it is about, you know, the understanding. These are people you're around every day, all the time. Mm-hmm. Personalities matter. The culture matters. The chemistry matters. Playing style matters. Like that, that all factors into ultimately how teams perform, and especially in the postseason. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I think it, it probably a lot will be contingent upon how the season plays out, how the postseason plays out. Um, but overall, I think you know, it just just the way things had had unfolded. I think everyone now feels like in some way they're in the best situation possible and are really optimistic. And I would think that's about the Philly side of things. I would think that's on the Brooklyn side of things, really optimistic about whatever their odds and chances are, assuming that everyone is healthy and everyone's able to play. Thanks so much, Sarah. Sarah Kustak, NBA analyst, does an amazing job with the Brooklyn Nets and uh, everywhere else, Fox Sports, CBS, Yes, Network. Sure, you're uh, the best. Love having you on. Always love talking to you. And I will be following up about those Lulus. Girl, you got it. You got it. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Uh, when we come back, I'll give some thoughts on the Zion situation. Are we going to see the end of the Pelicans in New Orleans? That's next on the Joy Taylor Show. Welcome back. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Enjoy Taylor's show. Thanks for joining us today. Hanging out. Steve Hartman, Jeff Schwartz coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. Fun show today. Packed show today. Anita Marks, Jamal Crawford, Jonathan Zaslow, and Sarah Kustak, who now owes me some Lululemons. It's going to be interesting in Brooklyn. It's also interesting in New Orleans. As I teased before the break, there's a lot going on with Zion, who has missed 58% of the game since he's entered the league. 111 of a possible 203 games. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, him being a disconnected teammate and not being around the team while he's rehabbing. He's also, you know, is he possibly going to need another surgery? Um, and it it feels like there, there, I mean, there's obviously some tension there. And then there was some, another report about his uh, possible rift with David Griffin. If, the Pelicans lose Zion, and I don't know that it's that far along yet, but if they do, I don't know how you keep the team there. And I'm, I'm not a huge advocate of, of moving teams or anything like that, and, and I love the city of New Orleans. But it, it's second tier to the ownership who own the Saints. They would have lost Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, and Zion Williamson if this happens. It just kind of feels like it, it might be time. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what else you can do to to save that situation like they've had talent there they've had stars there and I don't know what exactly is going on with Zion I I do think Zion deserves some of the blame Um, a big part of the anxiety about drafting him was his body and if he was going to be able to remain healthy it being the size that he is playing with the torque and power that he has and uh, he's had lower extremity injuries which it's really hard to eat perfectly all the time, no matter who you are, even if you are a professional athlete, but when you can't do cardio because you are you have a lower extremity injury, that that compounds the situation. So we're gonna watch and see how this develops. Um, he needs to get back on the court, obviously, but it's uh, it's kind of disappointing. He he really came into the league with a whole lot of excitement and buzz surrounding him, and it it has just been kind of a disappointing. Uh, start to his career and it seems like there's a little bit of drama bubbling up there but thanks for hanging out with us today make sure you stick around for steve harbin and jeff schwartz we'll be back next week
Thanks to Zaslow, Sarah Kustak, Anita Marks, and Jamal Crawford for stopping by. If you missed any of the show, I will post the podcast on my social media. You can follow at Joy Taylor Talks. And of course, join me and Colin weekdays, noon Eastern on FS1 and Fox Sports Radio for The Herd, where we will be on Monday. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great weekend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.